Hi, everybody. This is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the work that they do. And today, my special guest is Morgan Huff. Morgan is a children's book author and illustrator. She writes and illustrates picture books as well as graphic novels for middle grade audiences. Her clients include DreamWorks TV, HarperCollins, Little Brown Books for Young Readers, and Zonder Kids. Hi, Morgan. How are you doing today? Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to talk to me about your art journey. I'm super excited about this. <laughs> yeah, so like most artists and other creatives, I've been making art ever since I was really little. Um, it's something I've always just naturally gravitated towards. Um, I've always just, you know, had different stories in my head for different characters and creatures, um, as I'm sure you can relate as a fellow creative. <laughs> um, so I've just kind of been drawing my whole life. Um, I just, it's kind of something I just naturally fell into when I was in college with uh, children's books. Um, I started out illustrating and I eventually kind of shifted into actually writing my own stories um, about two years ago. It's never something I actually done, but I kind of felt a calling to do that. Um, so i basically went to college as an art student for my undergrad. Um, I, my major was uh, fine arts, but as you have seen my work, I work digitally. Um, it was something I never really felt like I felt uh, that I fit in enough with my other like peers. Um, I, so like with children's books, I've always just like loved drawing cute imagery and everything. <laughs> and just like these happy stories. And so it took me a while to find my place in college. Um, mm -hmm. But I had one instructor that I really um, worked well with. And she actually said my work would be perfect for children's books. Prior to this, I didn't even consider children's books. I was kind of interested more in animation um, and visual development, character design, you know, I, publishing was just never a thought in my head. Um, so she mentioned I should make a children's book for my senior show. This was when I was in my junior year. Um, so I made the book. It was a little picture book about the seasons with different kids and their dogs. Um, I displayed every spread at my gallery show. And so I pursued this more as I felt like I felt like this was the perfect spot for me. Um, and then I had my first agency reach out to me and sign with them uh, shortly before I graduated and the rest oh is God. history. <laughs> that is fantastic. I mean, you just went like a bullet train. You're like hit the ground running. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it, I definitely, love it definitely took me a while to find my place. But once I found it, everything felt right. And your characters are also adorably like cute. Like, so were you doing kind of, I'm sorry, I'm going off, <laughs> I'm going a little off on the questions, but were you already doing those very cute characters in your undergrad program? Like already your art kind of like stylistically was already leaning towards that. Basically. Yeah, yeah. So I've kind of always been into um, making these cute characters, whether it's like, it was like fan art from different TV shows and movies where, Disney, um, you know, things like that. And so my work has kind of always leaned that direction. It's just like in my undergrad, it was a really small class. I think it was like eight ever students. <laughs> so it was really tiny. And so a lot of my peers are doing like these uh, super um, realistic paintings that had like really 
complex meanings and stuff or sculptures. And so I didn't really mesh well with that, but you know, it's just something I've always enjoyed doing. So I never stopped. <laughs> oh, well, it's so great that you didn't because you've been able to make this amazing career out of it. And it's something that you find joy and um, excitement about um, in your work. I mean, I can see that from looking at your work and on your Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> so could you share with us about some of the steps that you felt were important that you took like to help you um, kind of become a professional illustrator and author? Yeah, so even before like I was thinking about publishing, when I was thinking about animation and just character design and stuff, um, one of the first things I did was to create a polished portfolio website. I think that is so vital. Um, and I made it really clean and simple, showcase my best work and work that I wanted to make for um, eventually books someday. Um, so I also thought that, well, maybe I should get more active on social media, especially Twitter, as the publishing world is so involved there. Um, and I was able to follow different publishers, art directors, editors, and other awesome authors and illustrators. Prior to that, I was just kind of posting work and doodles for fun on social media, like Tumblr, DeviantArt. But I really wanted somewhere more involved in publishing, somewhere more professional, I guess. Um, and then prior to COVID, of course, I would, would uh, send out uh, postcards twice a year to editors. Um, of course, now that's kind of changed. But so now I participate in the Kid Lit Art postcard events and other things on Twitter, for sure. Oh, that's, that's great that you knew those steps. Um, can I ask you, was that something that you just knew from like your research that, hey, I need to do, you know, X, Y, Z, or you just kind of felt like just. Yeah. Um, do that? I mean, every time I was, when I was like in um, high school and stuff, I'd see all these like character designers and visual development artists for Disney. Mm -hmm. And they'd always have like these really nice portfolio websites. And the more I kind of like read about the industry, the more it just made sense that that is um, vital, you know? Oh, that's that's great that you could share that with us. So as far as, are there any favorite books, children's books that you have that you uh, want to share with us that we should check oh, out? <laughs> um, so a lot, <laughs> but just off the top of my head, um, I've always just had um, been such a huge fan of the classics. Um, those are books that I've read growing up. They're books that I still have. Um, for example, The Babysitter's Club. Um, it's a huge like part of my work. Um, I just love that early middle grade audience that kind of deals with like the complexities of growing up and friendship stories and things like that. Um, I also love other classics such as like Anna Green Gables, oh, yeah. um, Little House on the Prairie, just like those classics that we all kind of grew up with. But like, um, I also try to read like newer middle grade stories, of course, just to kind of see what's out there and get more inspiration. But uh, one of my favorites are uh, Barbara O'Connor's Wish um, oh. and Carrie Barnhill's The Girl Who Drank the Moon. Um, both are fantastic stories and fantastic characters. They're both very different, but <laughs> I do really enjoy them. 
I'm going to go check those out from the <laughs> library or buy them. So I'm always looking to add more to my personal collection. So thank you so much for sharing Absolutely. those. <laughs> so in my next question, I wanted to know a little bit more about your working process as an illustrator and children's book author, because you do picture books. And then you also, I saw on your website, you had a graphic novel that you had some mm -hmm. panels that were on there. You know, could you share a little bit about both of those um I didn't know if they're the same because I'll be honest I've never done a graphic novel I always find that very intimidating to me that's so um such a, a different medium than what I'm used to for picture books um could you share a little bit about the process of how you treat a picture book versus how you would do a graphic novel with us absolutely so um I graphic novels honestly are a new medium to me okay. it's not something that I actually started working on until I think last summer when I started wow. my querying process after leaving my previous agency. Okay. Um, I had so many like uh, different middle grade stories and like I'm not oh. I'm not necessarily a writer first. I consider myself an artist first and then a writer. Okay. Um, so I had so many scripts that I just wanted to um, flesh out more into a graphic novel. And so with my graphic novel process, it's actually with both. It's very chaotic. Okay. <laughs> it's not always well planned out, but with my graphic novels, I always uh, have characters first. Um, I, I personally struggle with plotting and, um, you know, different elements in the story because I'm, I just, I'm an artist first, you know, I think mm -hmm. of the world and the characters and what they look like and how they interact with that world. Um, so with my graphic novels I have um, out on submission right now, it, I oh. basically did the characters first and then I outlined a loose plot. And once I kind of have a really vague idea of what kind of story I want to tell, I'll do a couple of sample pages where they're really loose sketches. And then if I'm feeling like the story is going in a good place, I'll then take those um, sample pages into final art. Um, so that's my graphic novel process. My okay. picture book process is a lot more simpler. <laughs> um, so with my picture books, it's kind of, um, I kind of go straight in. <laughs> I know a lot of artists like do a lot of exploration sketches, but that's just not me. <laughs> I feel better. Like I, when I'm reading a manuscript that was sent yeah. to me, I kind yeah. of, or reading my own, um, yeah. I kind of get an idea of the character ideas and the vibes oh. in my head. Okay. Um, which gives me a really clear idea of their world. And so I'll just go straight into sketches really <laughs> and then go into colors. Um, of course, like I try to keep my sketches really clean for client work, <laughs> but with my personal work, they're very chaotic. <laughs> oh, wow. So can I ask you, do you come up with a tight manuscript before you jump into the care or is it kind of like with the picture books the writing and the illustrating it's kind of simultaneously going um, on yeah so with picture books because they're significantly shorter i do have a clear manuscript and i know it'd be like super polished but okay. it is the the lines are there oh okay. <laughs> with graphic novels just because yeah. of like speed usually 100 plus pages um, I kind of just go off of synopsis and okay. um, and or like a couple of sample chapters. 
Wow. Because I, I'm, I'm struggling with the writing. I'm trying to get better at writing. Cause like you said, you're a visual artist. So I go like, I'm struggling as I'm trying to write. And I'm, so I'm trying to learn from other illustrator authors like yourself, like what are some different things that I could learn? And um, is there anything that you felt like was like, kind of has helped you as an aha moment? Like when you tend to do this, it helps you like break through that wall and maybe the storytelling? Yeah, so um, I think I would just recommend people who are more okay. visually inclined before like writing um, inclined is just to do a lot of like sketching. I know I said I don't do a lot of sketching, but when I don't know the characters or the story I want to tell, that's when I'll definitely break out the sketchbook and kind of explore that world, explore like what, what where do they live? What do they, what's their personal style or do they have pets? Like, what are their favorite foods? Just like really simple things. And I find those qualities really help me flesh out a character, which then helps me flesh out a story. Okay, that's really good advice because then that makes sense to me. Like if you understand and know your character, you're going to know how they're going to react in certain situations. Because there's always like some kind of problem. How are we going to address this problem? Well, it's going to depend on your character. That's really helpful, Morgan. Thank you so much for sharing mm -hmm. that with me. Of course. So I was curious because as the very busy author illustrator doing all of these projects, um, whether they're commissioned or projects that um, you want to eventually take out with your agent and have um, Tara um, show it with different editors. Um, how do you manage like a work-life balance? Like, so you're not constantly working. Um, um, so that was definitely something I struggled with when I first went full-time freelance, probably about five or six years ago. Um, especially when I was busy with book work, I'd be tempted to work on the weekends and kind of go into the evenings with work. Um, of course, you know, sometimes that can't be avoided when it's a tight deadline, but nowadays I keep a very firm schedule with my work life. Um, so basically <laughs> I always work Monday through Friday and sometimes if my schedule is really busy, then I'll definitely go into like um, the early evening hours. Otherwise, I devote my client work to the mornings, and I think it's really important to take a break, <laughs> like mm -hmm. an actual lunch break. So I'll take the break, take a break, and maybe walk my dog or just kind of hang out. And then after that, I'll focus on some personal work or stories. Um, or if I'm really busy, I'll go back into the client work. But either way, I am firm with no work after dinner. <laughs> It's so like important to me to enjoy my evenings and not think about anything art or publishing related, you know, that's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. And then for weekends, like, you know, of course there are times where I might have to work a Saturday or um, a morning or whatever, but I usually devote my weekends just for drawing for pure fun. <laughs> this could be like, just like exploring different sketches, character ideas, or maybe trying to flesh out a story, but I always just, take my iPad and just work on the couch with that. It's nothing like um, super like um, rigorous or anything. It's really easygoing. Um, so the only thing I think I can really on, which I'm sure a lot of our creatives can relate to is my obsession with checking my email and social media after work hours. <laughs> 
Um, in an ideal world, I yeah. definitely would not check my email on the weekend, um, but I'm definitely working on that by um, kind of stop all my replying, my typing, my drafts by Friday. <laughs> but overall, I'd say maintaining a schedule and having other hobbies and interests is really essential for work-life balance, especially if you're full-time and you work from home. That's really good advice. Um to you know hear that you have those other things because I do think the other things that we put our time into that helps inform our artwork like if you're just about your art and you don't do anything else I think like how can you add to your stories how can you add to make this a real character or world so thank you yeah, so much absolutely for... and you know I find some of my yeah. best ideas yeah. come when I'm not even working oh side walking my dog or doing other hobbies like sewing or baking, like I'll just have an idea pop into my head and it comes so much more naturally than me sitting in front of a computer, you know, staring at a blank word document waiting for them. <laughs> I sympathize. I know what that feels like. <laughs> I was like. So if you could travel in time to when you were younger in your art journey, what, what advice would you give yourself? Oh gosh, um, so many things, <laughs> but I definitely think the biggest and most important thing would be to tell myself that sometimes other people's opinions don't matter and you should just create for yourself and make things that bring you joy at the end of the day. I mean, of course, it's important to, you know, experiment with different storytelling methods or art, but at the end of the day, it's so important to create what makes you happy. Um, so I like spent a large portion of my undergrad feeling very inferior to my peers just because I wanted to create these cute, happy things that made me and others smile, you know, just things you find in a picture book that you pick up and you just feel so much emotion and joy from reading them. Um, there were just so many critique sessions in my classes where my instructors and peers didn't understand this. And there were several critiques where I struggled to defend my work and ultimately there were times when I was uh, left in tears after my reviews, after being told that, you know, there isn't a market for my work. I, you know, there, I will never succeed drawing art like this. Like I was told those things, but at the end of the day, I would just, you know, think this is what makes me happy. It's so important to create work that you want to read, where you want to look at um, things that just, bring you joy at the end of the day. So I would definitely tell myself that those who have those kinds of opinions don't matter. All that matters is whether you enjoy creating art and stories and that there is a market for you out there. Um, I try not to be bitter, but ultimately it's something that made me learn about myself as an artist is what definitely has brought me fulfillment in my career. Well, that's that's fantastic that you would share that because you are a, such a strong illustrator and such a successful with your writing and your illustrating and uh yeah you've you've done an amazing job with your career I, I find it so hard to imagine anybody would tell you these things because I'm like she's going like gangsters I go like wow look at what she's doing look at what she's posting on her Instagram she's always creating new um just appealing I love your colors and I go um I think it says something about your, you know, your spirit, your spring as an artist and as a person, because you didn't listen to it and you went for yeah, it. Yeah, you know, and I don't even think awesome. that's exclusive to just yeah. the creative field, yeah. you know, 
you, it's so important, especially when this is your job, to really enjoy what you're doing. And, you know, I tell anybody that, that there's a market for your art or your stories out there somewhere. Sometimes it takes a little longer to find it, but you will definitely find it. Well, thank you for the encouragement for all of us and, and the listeners. And if Morgan can do it, you can do it too. So <laughs> Absolutely. Now, this is a podcast. So where can everybody check out your work? Um, so I have my main website at morgansketch.com. That's kind of like my portfolio and just like my contact info. Um, I'm also trying to be more active on Twitter, um, where you can find me at Art of Morgan and Instagram. Occasionally, I'll post my work there as well. Um, but I kind of find the algorithm to not be that friendly to artists, so I'm more on Twitter. But on Instagram, you can find me at Morgan Sketch. Wonderful. Well, more thank you so much for your time today and for sharing um, with everybody um, that listens about your art journey. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.